Hello, friends and loyal listeners. We have just a little announcement for you before we begin the episode. If you haven't noticed, we were dark last week. That is because we are moving to a bi-weekly schedule. That is because in the later two-thirds of this season, we have very editing-heavy episodes, and we wanted to give our editors time and space to do them well. So you can expect new episodes of the Legacy Saga every other Wednesday. We are very excited for you to hear what we have coming next. The Legacy Saga may contain subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Specific content warnings are available in the episode description. The tale of Aurora Nova Rescue our world from the darkness Azrael, Cortez, Tara Saving and rolling and nigh You look terrible. <sighs> Couldn't sleep. Uh, yeah. Isn't that so? What? Uh, shut the fuck up, Sabin. Sit down and eat some breakfast. So, do you have a plan this time around? I'll take that as a no. Cool. You know, at least we're consistent. Sabin, what is there to plan? We go in, we take down whoever stands in our way, and then we arrest the bad guys. Oh, I'm sure that'll go so great. We're a force to be reckoned with. Step aside, bad guys. Here comes six heroes. Never mind half of us still wish we'd never left home. We're following you, Azrael. If you want to lead us, you need a plan. Hey, in case you haven't noticed, we're still in public. Keep your voices down, or else somebody could overhear. Another fault of ours. Sabin! Fine. I'll shut up and go to my room. Please, for the love of your gods, come up with a plan that doesn't get me killed. <sighs> Cortez, uh, what can you tell us about the city? Gila was built on a giant kapok tree. The lower districts run through the roots and the upper in the branches. Ormond and Ophian's estate would be up in the highest levels. I'm not sure how difficult getting there would be nowadays. That's fine. We know where to go. That's enough. Well, we should arrive pretty soon. Everyone go get ready. If we do this right, we can be on the return train with the twins by tonight. Don't you think we're rushing a bit here? No, we aren't. Valis said this was an easy job. We shouldn't waste more time on it than we have to. I heard what he said, and I don't doubt him. But still, we should think our actions through. Every day we delay, the more people suffer under unjust rule throughout this nation. The faster we are, the sooner everyone can be free. Has something happened? Did Lyra come to you again and tell you not to wait? No, she didn't. We did have a vision. Atara and I. I don't know how we shared it, but we did. What did you see? 
we were on the ocean, in the westernmost coastal province. It was night, and we could see more stars in the sky than ever before. Darkness consumed them, overtook every single one. Then the darkness was all we could see. I don't know if it's a metaphor of the corruption of Cassius overtaking everything, or an omen of something to come. All I know is that we can't waste time. If I am to be king of these lands, then then everyone is counting on me to- Hey, hey, I know, I know this is a lot, but you're not alone. We're here to share the burden. Yes, we can't waste time, but we also can't afford to be reckless. I'm not being reckless. But even if I was, what other option do I have? Abathar. My name is Azrael. And with that name comes a duty to right the wrongs Cassius and his followers have brought upon this land. With that, Azrael stormed away from the table and back to his room. A canopy of roots encased the Gila train station. On the platform, bioluminescent flowers replaced lanterns, casting bright, colorful lights on the floral floors and walls. The steps led out into the city proper, where they got their first full glimpse of Gila. The canopy of branches blanketed the sky and filtered away the harshest of sunlight. The roots of the great tree rolled like hills through the lower districts. Squat farmhouses and fields scattered the outer edge, and small, dilapidated cottages and shops surrounded the base of the trunk. It was here that the train deposited its passengers. Lifts and grand ramps encircled and impaled the trunk. This section of the tree buzzed with swarms of people. I'm going to assume that's the market district? Craning their necks all the way back, they could see the topmost district. Grand palatial estates littered the tree branches, some built entirely on the branch, others suspended below. Well, I guess we go to the biggest one and attack whoever shows up. Sabin! We won't be attacking strangers. Though I did not come here often, I know what the twins and their home looks like. While we're here... Would you like to visit your home? I'm not sure how well that will go, but I'd still like to try. Let's finish our business first before we think of that. Come, we should be able to see my village from the lift. Over there to the north, you can see a bit of the Serpent's River as it flows out of the womb. Why is it called that? They say that millennia ago, a violent cataclysm nearly wiped out all life in the world. Those that survived fled to the underground caverns of that gigantic mountain over there. And there they waited for generations, until finally life reclaimed the world. Hence the name, the Womb. Since then, it has become the home of Glaston's dwarves, 
is where one of my mentors originally hailed. Reneus was her name, correct? Yes, it was. Hopefully she helped my tribe right the wrongs of Garen and Hela. The lift shifted to a diagonal path upward, now passing through a hollowed-out section of the tree. Below they could see market streets, bustling with all sorts of merchants, shoppers, and travelers. Oh shit! It's another Brahe Brothers magical menagerie down there. Good for him franchising his business. It doesn't seem so bad around here. Are we sure these twins really need to be usurped? They still need to pay for their crimes. Looks can often be deceiving, Sabin. I wouldn't be surprised if a district like this is well-maintained to hide injustices done behind everyone's backs. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but has anyone else noticed how easy this has been? What do you mean? Well, are we really supposed to believe that news of Aobard's death just hasn't reached Gila? Like, why haven't we met any resistance? We are a group of five outsiders and one lifelong exile from this region. Naya, there's this phrase about not looking gift horses in the mouth. Clearly my natural-born self has been enough to make up for your clanky asses. Sabin, she has a point. Valor stressed the importance of remaining vigilant. Rowan, there's this phrase about not looking gift horses in the mouth. Save your squabbling for another time. Come, look at this. Light from the other side of the hollow began to hit them. We're about to get the view of my side of the river. My... home. Below them, they could see the Serpent's River wind past the base of the great tree. As they followed it, their eyes found not a small village on its banks, but a factory. All around it, industrial housing replaced the hand-built huts. What... what have they done? You okay, buddy? I expected things to have changed, but not like this. Cortez looked at his companions with murder in his eyes. I'm so sorry, Cortez. They had no right. They will answer for this. Not long after the glimpse of the factory, the lift deposited the six adventurers in the canopy. Cortez stepped off first and led the way. All along the wooden streets, people walked or bicycled past, paying no mind to our heroes, except to cast a judgmental glance at their obvious lack of wealth. On either side, they saw families sitting down to meals or lounging in parlors in their fenced-in manners. Directly ahead, positioned at the center of the canopy, intricate topiaries obscured the estate of Ormond and Ophion. A secluded road led up to a rusted gate falling off its hinges, adorned with two large O's. Well, here we are. The half-orc said nothing, but instead pushed through into the estate. Flora replaced most fauna on the grounds. Far ahead, they could see the manor itself. A branch had caved in the roof, and scores of animals seemed to live in its halls. This... this can't be right. It appears no one has lived here for years. 
certainly not Ormond and Ophion, by the sound of them. Well, aren't you perceptive? From behind vine-covered walls, a man and a woman stepped forward. Well, 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 if it isn't Cortez. Gods, we really should have killed you when we had the chance. Garen and Hela. In the flesh. What are you doing here? What happened to our tribe? The new world rushes right at you. Those that weren't crushed in its path are now happily employed at the factory. And where are the twins? Oh, they're around here somewhere. It's a little difficult to remember the location of an unmarked grave when everything around it gets so... overgrown. I thought you worked for them. (laughs) We did. But we practically were them. Those two refused to fight in any of their own battles. We even rode in their places among Cassius's thirteen. Now twelve. Soon to be ten. You really can't blame us for taking what we earned. Cassius taught us that. So you just spend your days hiding in a decrepit manor? (laughs) Hardly. We never come around here. Until we got word that the accomplices of an unknown Theo were on their way. Thanks for that, by the way. He said to Sabin. Sabin, what did you do? It's what he didn't do. Keep his mouth shut while in the presence of an Imperial Guard. (sighs) Sabin. Sorry, kids. Cassius was very explicit. He says these friends of Theo are murderers and likely to kill again. I've been waiting a long time. For this. Garen! Garen prepared to receive Cortez's bold charge. Maul met with greatsword as he deflected the half-orc's blow. Cortez followed up immediately with another salvo of attacks, all of which missed or were deflected. <laughs> Bernays was as bad a teacher as she was a warrior! <laughs> Not one of Garen's attacks missed. He slashed downward, then upward on Cortez's chest, before cleaving into Azrael as the young man joined the battle. The prowess and ferocity of a sober, skilled fighter stunned Azrael. Each swing of his flaming blade narrowly missed the large man. The only attack able to hit Garen was the floating spectral axe conjured by Rowan from afar. Atara and Sabin focused their attacks on Hela. Like Cortez, Sabin charged her wielding his new sword. Hela swung her warhammer at his knees, but Sabin jumped and vaulted off its heavy head. While Sabin flew over the top of his opponent, Atara fired two arrows at her. The first splashed off her breastplate but the other landed into her exposed shoulder. Sabin thanked the gods that he did not worship, that more pressing matters engaged his companions, and therefore hid how badly he botched his landing. Seeing her strongest companion so casually deflected filled Naya with a renewed panic. She brought a hand to her chest, and in a moment gained more defense from her now temporarily rough and bark-like skin. Saban was back on his feet just in time to receive a crushing blow from Hela. 
He stumbled, but maintained his footing. Hella readied another blow, while Naya's selflessness overcame her fear. Hey! She charged in and thwacked Hella across the head with her staff. Though the older woman shrugged it off, the distraction spared Sabin. Hella turned, using her momentum to bash Naya in the stomach. The pain of the hit surprised her, but her spell's protection dulled it some. Again, Hella hefted her hammer to drop a terrible blow on Naya. When Atara landed an arrow through her palm, the hammer crashed on Hella's shoulder, dislocating the arm and snapping the ring holding up her breastplate. She turned away from Naya toward Garen when Sabin attacked. Unguarded, Sabin's slash cut deep. Her knees buckled and she fell to the ground. Garen's blade did not pierce Azrael's chest, but crushed his armor inward. Azrael fell to one knee and desperately grasped at the straps on his armor. Hella? How's it going over there? I... I killed her. Well, more for me then. All that's left for you is pain and a merciful death you don't deserve. Cortez understood enough of Garen's attack strategy now. He feigned an overhead strike. The older man slashed upward to defend, opening up his guard. <laughs> Cortez bashed Garen's stomach with enough force to dent the armor. He struggled to breathe with no opening to free himself from the crushed breastplate. Still, he went for another attack. Cortez recovered quickly. He grabbed Garen by the throat and smashed his own head into Garen's. I, th I thought you said... This would be merciful. That was the pain. Here is the mercy. Letting Garen fall to the ground, Cortez swung his maul behind him and brought it down with all his strength. Where is Brineus? Where are my parents? Dead, most likely. The last I saw of Brineus and her followers was when we sunk their ship. You bastard! It was them or me. The twins wanted our land, and with Cassius behind him, there was no way to stop him. Better to side with the winner than to be crushed under their foot. It's the way of the world, Cortez. The only way up is a ladder of corpses. Hella and I knew that. So do you. Cortez moved to beat the dead man. Cortez. The half-orc froze. He is already dead. You will have to find your revenge elsewhere. Now Cortez could see he wasn't on the rundown estate of Ormond and Ophion, but rather nowhere at all. Whether this was real or in his mind, he could not tell. Though the woman behind Garen with the black wings and veil felt very real. 
I can assure you, what comes next for him will not be pleasant. The nothing behind the woman formed into the faint image of a beach with green waves. What he said was not entirely true. I don't understand. Till we meet again, Cortez. I killed you. Oh, shut up. Yes, you killed me. Get used to it. If you want anything out of this God's forsaken world, you're going to have to get your hands good and sticky with blood. I had to learn that much earlier than you did. Our tribe was nothing, and because of them, I was nothing. The river of blood I spilt let me be something. Now fuck off and let me die. She's right, Satan. Who are you? Someone I fear you'll be well acquainted with. You are gonna puke again, Satan? No. I'm good. Let's get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't we creating a power vacuum? It seems like these two were the ones who threw off the power balance. The city seems to run just fine on its own. There's something I need to do before we leave Gila. Cortez brought his friends down to the forest floor at the base of the Kapok tree. Across the way, harsh smokestacks jutted from the ground like skeletal fingers, as if the earth were reaching toward the sky for mercy from its polluted suffering. The land around the factory was barren and sickly. The air smelt caustic, and the current carried noxious emissions downstream from the factory exhaust channels. The perversion of nature struck Cortez and Naya deep within their beings. They have done so much harm to this area. The land is sick. It feels wrong. To me, this feels familiar. It's like home. I hadn't ever registered this feeling while I was still in Highgate. Now I guess I've been away long enough to be able to compare how truly awful this is. This isn't even why I came down here. Wordlessly, Cortez led the group through the farmland nestled along the roots of the tree. Just after sundown, he found what he was looking for. I know every one of these names. They were my friends, my companions. Now they are earth beneath my feet. I don't see Brenaeus. What about your parents? I... I don't see them either. Well, I think that's a good thing. Yes, I suppose so. Legacy Saga is produced by Welcome Mat Radio, 
Written and narrated by me, the artist currently known as Mosmo Napoli. Sound design and audio engineering by Austin Olivia Kendrick. Additional sound editing by Sam Trout. Vocal direction by Matthew Moore. Music direction and composition by Emma Whitley and Mac and Carol. Full cast lists can be found in the episode description. For more detailed information about the show, visit our website, welcomeatradio.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at welcomeatradio or on Twitter at matt underscore welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tell us what you think over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss out on the story. Thank you.